Hey all you Ryan guys, Truce, and Country Boy Cougar Baits, welcome to another episode of Boys Are From Martin, a women in beer podcast. On this episode, I'm joined with Sarah Colleen. Sarah is the owner and editor-in-chief of Montana Craft Beer Connection, a quarterly print magazine focused on the Montana craft beer industry. Before we get to that, a beer that I had this week that I really enjoyed, well, it's actually, it's a few. It's Oktoberfest, guys, so Oktoberfest are back on the shelf. Martins are back on the shelves, and as you know, I'm a big fan of those types of beers. It's in the name of this podcast, so I've just been enjoying some of my favorites from Highwire, from West Six, from Rheingeist, from Gravely, so any Oktoberfest, I'm grabbing it, mixing it up, getting some mix packs, just drinking all the Oktoberfest and probably will be for the next couple of months. Um, and unfortunately or fortunately, I've been really busy the past couple weeks getting the tap room open. So there wasn't anything in craft beer that I saw that I really enjoyed. Um, I just love seeing us women in the beer industry continuing to fight the fight against racism, sexism, and sexual harassment. I see the issue is still not going away. So I just love seeing that. Um, and then other good news is I hope by the time you listen to this or very soon after that the tap room here in Louisville for Highwire will be open, which is super exciting. For me, it might mean a couple episodes that, or a couple weeks where there might not be an episode. Just going to try to figure out what my schedule is and how to balance this. But unfortunately, Highwire will come first. So um, if you don't hear from me, nothing's wrong. Just super busy. Um, But again, super excited to open. And I hope if you're ever in Louisville or around in Kentucky to come see me at Highwire. And with that being said, guys, this podcast is sponsored. Yes, sponsored by Louisville Ale Trail. Beer, beer, beer. Passport, beer, taproom, beer, beer, good beer, stamps, beer, beer, adjuncts, collabs, beer, beer, from passports to beer collabs to everyday happenings in Louisville, Kentucky taprooms, Louisville Ale Trail provides an opportunity to explore Louisville beer, one beer at a time. So check them out at www.louisvilleailetrail.com. Beer. With that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening. And enjoy the episode with Sarah. Hello, everybody. I am joined with Sarah Colleen. Sarah is the owner and editor-in-chief of the Montana Craft Beer Connection. Sarah, how are you doing this Monday morning? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So, Sarah, you were actually recommended to have you on my podcast by Kate Bernat, who I previously had on here. She is a writer for Good Beer Hunting among shelf. So she did tell me, she's like, I do write for Montana Craft Beer Connection. So it was a little plug on her part, but one that I was super excited about um, as someone who is a journalist, a beer journalist as well, and covers the beer industry. I love having other essentially beer journalists on here. So I'm super stoked to get you on here and us to be able to connect. Yeah, I'm super excited too. So like I mentioned, you are the owner owner and editor-in-chief of Montana Craft Beer Connection. So tell people about what that is. Yeah, so the Montana Craft Beer Connection magazine, um, it is a, it's a quarterly publication that focuses on the art, science, and economics of making and drinking beer in Montana. Basically, I try and cover what's going on in the state as far as the craft beer industry, whether that's, you know, breweries, uh, we got a lot of malters and hop growers and, you know, just amazing people in the beer industry. So I like to let people know what's going on in our big, big state. Yeah. So, you know, Montana is not really a 
state that you think of when you think of beer, but I know that's not true. It's just, I'm here, I guess, technically in the Midwest here in Kentucky, and it, it's not something you think of. So why did you decide that Montana needed this type of publication? And why did, so why did you start it? Yeah. So uh, believe it or not, when I started this magazine or when the idea kind of became um, an, an idea, Montana was uh, second per capita as far as craft breweries um, statewide. I think Vermont is number one and has been forever. And then right now we're currently third. So Montana has right now we have 91 breweries, craft beer um, breweries. And then I think there's a second one opening up this weekend or not a second, a 92nd one opening up this weekend with like a handful of others in planning to open up this year. And so our state has a lot more craft breweries than people think we do. You know, even people here living in Montana, when I tell them, I'm like, we have 91 breweries. They're like, what? <laughs> uh, and so, you know, I found this need to help connect uh, people to our breweries across this state. We are a big state. You know, it takes over eight hours to get from one end to the other long ways, you know. So it's not always easy if you're living in, you know, Western Montana to know what's going on in Eastern Montana or even Central Montana. But we've got really cool things that are happening at all ends of the state. And, and so I just really wanted to help bring everyone together. We already have such a great industry community across the different um, breweries and such. And I, I just wanted to help the, the drinker connect to that as well. And I think what I find interesting about Montana on top of, you know, the 90, the 91, almost 92 breweries is you also mentioned you have a lot of uh, maltsters and you do in hot farms as well. And that's, that's probably a huge part of what you cover in the publication. Is that right? Would that be right to say? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So every, every issue, I always have a column on hops and a column on malt. So I, a lady, uh, Hannah, she works at MSU in their ag department, specifically in the malting portion of that. And so she writes a column every issue for me on what's going on in the malting community or just provides information about malt that, you know, the average person might not know about. That's really cool. And then one of the hop um, farmers here in the state, Jake, he um, he writes a hop column, kind of the same thing. Like what, what's going on in the hop culture here in Montana, informational science stuff related to what are hops and that sort of stuff. So yeah, so we cover that as well. We've got, uh, Montana is actually one of the largest barley regions in the world. Uh, so it's pretty cool that we can do all that in our yeah. state. Yeah, that's awesome. Cause obviously I'm here in Kentucky and we have one I think one malt house and it's small and no real hot farms. So that's cool that you're able to live in a state and be able to cover the ingredients that are basically coming from your own state. Um, which yeah, I, yeah, I'm super jealous of that here <laughs> in Kentucky. Um, so you started this magazine, but I want to go back before that because again, I find this really fascinating. You have a graduate degree in some kind of math, is that right? Yeah, so I just this last May graduated with my master's in mathematics. Yeah, 
So yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but uh, Kate, who I mentioned earlier, said you were very smart and in, in, had a fancy math degree is what she put it. Uh, <laughs> well, how did you go from math to starting this publication? Yeah. Is, is it a passion? Is it you had started writing? freelancing? How did that all happen? Yeah. So I I got my bachelor's in mathematics as well as a secondary education license. And coming to school here in Montana, I fell in love with the craft beer industry, you know, from, it was really funny. So I hated beer before I moved to Montana, but the only beer I'd ever tried was like Keystone or, you know, like, and So I like to this day, remember going to a barbecue and someone handing me a beer and I'm being like, I don't really like beer. And they're like, well, have you tried craft beer? And I was like, what's craft beer? They hand me, and I, to this day, remember this beer. It was Moose Rule by Big Sky. And I just instantly was like, what? And I fell in love ever since. And I kind of made it my mission to try all of these different beers that Montana had to offer. And through that, I learned a ton about beer. I learned a ton about the brewing process, just, you know, by reading or talking to brewers, that sort of thing. So, yeah, so that was all while I was doing school um, for my undergrad. And then I actually went up to Great Falls and I taught for three years. I taught high school math for three years in a tiny, tiny little town outside of Great Falls. And then just while I was up in Great Falls, I traveled more around the state drinking beer. And then at the time, um, my now ex-fiance, he actually had some of the background in uh, the journalism. He um, had started going to school for journalism and then switched his major. So he had worked through the um, university's paper a little bit. So he was the one with the experience. Mm-hmm. And then he's he's still currently my designer and he writes for me as well. And he's a copy editor. And so he's the one that was like, I know how to branch into this craft beer world. And so right about the same time that I quit teaching and decided to go back and get my master's, we decided to start up this magazine. Um, so we actually, I co-started it with him and then I took it over completely just over a year ago, um, during my last year of grad school. So yeah, it just kind of happened through love of beer and knowing the right people to start up a, a new or a magazine. So you had this teaching job at a high school and then you went and got your graduate degree. Was it kind of scary to leave that kind of like comfort zone of having basically a full-time salary job to start this basically startup publication that, you know, nowadays you don't really see magazines anymore. Yeah, it was a little scary. Um, So I decided to quit my teaching job um, and go back to school before I had started the publication. And luckily for me, I mean, it wasn't a full-time job, but I got offered a research assistantship through the university, through my grad program. So that was financially a little comforting. Um, But the, so the guy that helped me start this, Matt, he um, his job is a graphic designer and he actually works on a couple publications or designs a couple other, um, publications. And so we felt comfortable in the fact that like, well, at least we know how to put it together. (laughs) And, but it was super, it was super nerve wracking because I wasn't sure how much free time I was going to have with school. And 
we weren't sure if it was going to be a thing that people wanted. We wanted it. We were, you know, we loved going to the breweries and sitting down and being like, oh, here's a little newsletter or reading about what's going on in the state. And we found that there wasn't really one place to find it. We had to kind of pick and find things and stuff. And so we, we thought there was going to be a niche, but we were definitely nervous because you don't find hard copies anymore. But I do think that people really enjoy the, the hard copies. Like I've, you know, I've met people who are like, I've collected every issue and, and I've started doing it from day one. And you get people who go to the breweries after work to have a beer. And instead of scrolling on their phones, they're picking up the magazine and they're leafing through it while they're drinking their beer and it has it has a map in the very back so at the end of every issue there's a map of all the different breweries and where they are and that sort of thing and that I mean I think really draws people's attention because they get to physically see like oh my gosh that's where they all are so yeah it's been good you stole my question on why you chose a a, like a hard copy instead of an online because Gosh, yeah. I don't. I can't tell you last time I picked up an actual magazine, unless it's mm-hmm. been mailed to me and it's just junk or something. Right. Yeah. Was that just something yeah. you're like, we're gonna do this? I'm gonna do it this way, or was it just like, I don't know, why? Why hard copy? Other than some of the things you mentioned. Is yeah. There I mean, I, I wanted it. <laughs> I, you know, like as a beer drinker, as someone who liked to go to the craft, mm-hmm. but like breweries, like. I wanted, I want, I wanted it. I, I think there's something so nice about like being able to sit there and not be on your phone and be learning about what's going on in the state. And so personal preference, I guess, is really what it was all about. Yeah. And, and when you say it's not online, it's not online. Because it's I not start- online. <laughs> no. And I honestly don't think I'll put it online. Um, I, you know, I've had that question a lot, actually like, Oh, when's, when's it going to be online? Can I subscribe to it online? And no, No. I want you to go into the breweries. Yeah, no. Yeah. I was like, I was looking the other day and I was like, man, this is, this is not online anywhere. I know Kate sent me an article and she sent me a PDF of it that she had downloaded for me to read because I really wanted to read the story. So I think that's, I think that's amazing because like, I don't know. It's, it's so different, but it's like, if there was that same thing here in Kentucky, I would love it just as much. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to be taken off. So. Yeah. So that's what you, 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 again, you brought up something where else I was going is I, you know, I'm going to keep mentioning Kate, but she said, this has really taken off um, over the past few years. Did you ever expect it to grow this big? I don't know if I had any expectations, to be honest. I, uh, kind of went into it thinking like, Hey, this is cool. And if it takes off great, if it doesn't, I tried. Right. And I'm really happy with where it's going. I, you know, I get feedback constantly from, you know, just beer drinkers who go into the craft beer or craft breweries and they say, Oh my gosh, you're the girl that does the Montana craft beer connection magazine, or you're the girl that does that beer mag. Like, yeah. And it's really cool. And they're really excited And I get so many people who are like, I make sure to look for it every quarter now. And, and then also from the industry side as well, you know, talking to these brewers, these sales reps, the owners, the maltsters, the hop farmers, like they all are just so 
appreciative and they're so excited that the state has something like this to help bring us together to help highlight all the really cool things that we're doing because we are doing some really neat things you know we got we've got breweries who other than our yeast are 100 montana made from you know the malt the hops the honey like it's all montana made and that's really cool and then we've got we've got some pretty big barrel age programs and we've got people who own experimental breweries who are try trying different things. They're like, sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't, but they're like trying to push the envelope. And so, you know, they're, they're all just so appreciative that there's a place for them to share that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. It, I, like I said, I wish there was something, something like that here in Kentucky, because we are, you know, we're less than a hundred breweries still. And, um, you know, we have such a good beverage, essentially a beverage tourism state. So I think, you know, I, I'm speaking just for my, my wants to want that here. Yeah. Yeah. So, Groon, so how many writers do you have on staff or Ooh, write for That's you? a good question. That is a good question. So I actually don't have a staff. I am my only staff. I do all independent contractors, which is really nice because it gives them the freedom to be like, I don't have time this quarter or yeah, I can write three, three articles, this, this issue. Like, so, um, but I've got anywhere between like eight to 15 contributors, every issue. Yeah. So whether they're photographers or writers, um, I've got a few people that help me out with tasting notes. So there's a tasting note section of the magazine, every issue, and it covers 12 to 16 beers around the state that are one-offs, seasonals, uh, that sort of thing that are, they're not around all the time. And so I have a handful of people that help me write tasting notes on them because Montana is a big state. I can't make it all over the place. All. Every Yeah, I can't drink it all. And I definitely don't have time to travel everywhere um, every quarter. So it's, they're super helpful. And then, yeah. And then I have my designer uh, and copy editor as well, who used to be the co co-owner so let's talk about the magazine itself how many it's so quarterly so it comes out every quarter um is that something you started with in the beginning or something that evolved yeah we it always started off as a quarterly uh, magazine part of that was i mean that's kind of how beer works too mm -hmm. you know you've got your you've got your fall beers you've got your winter beers your spring beers summer beers you know so so part of it was it seemed to fit naturally in the rotation of beer but then also just it was manageable with two of us now one of us and and we found that it's it's a good amount every year just I feel like if we tried to do more then we wouldn't have the time because again Montana is such a big state it would be really really difficult on me on my writers to be trying to Tra do all this traveling and you know most of them have other jobs as well so um yeah so i don't think we can do any more and any less we'd be missing things right yeah. i think i think a quarterly is like the sweet spot within a lot of like public especially now um you yeah. don't see many monthly issues anymore or if it's mm -hmm. or you see a lot of like two months like february or january february march april yeah and then, um how many pages is it is it yeah, so it was 32 for the last year and a half, two years. And then with the growth and everything and increase in advertising, I've jumped it up to 36. 
Um, yeah, so the goal is kind of to help increase the pages um, just as people want to advertise and as people want to, you know, have more stuff going on, that sort of thing. So yeah, so it is it is going to grow. I don't know if page count wise, it'll, it'll grow like a ton, mm -hmm. but yeah, right now it is growing and I love that. Yeah. That's so exciting. And then you've talked about obviously cover like uh, new breweries, you know, beer releases, you do your, your, your malt column, your hot column. Is there anything else inside the article that, or the publication that you would think people would want to know about? Yeah. Um, so we, we do, we do a brewery profile every time, which, um, it's pretty standard, I think for beer magazines, but we also do a travel article okay. every issue. So, um, there's a lot of little tiny towns around the state that are super neat and super cool that people either don't know about or think, oh, like, why would I go there? And so the whole point of the article is to pick a tiny town, not tiny, small, medium, medium for Montana. You know, we're not, we, I think our largest city is 150,000 or something like that. So we're not, we're not, we're not big cities, um, but to pick this, these towns, and to there's always like a, a little profile on the brewery, but then it talks about where to go, what to do, where to stay, what to eat. Basically, like, how can you make a whole weekend trip out of, you know, coming out and checking out this brewery and checking out what the rest of the town has to uh, offer? So, yeah, so we always have that. And then I have a um, service talk article that happens every issue. So I have a writer. Uh, who talks about just service industry stuff. So she's written on, you know, beer foam and why do you want, why do you want foam? Like, you know, and this kind of the, some of the science stuff behind it and, and how to, you know, how to pour the perfect, perfect head and that sort of thing. And then I also have, oh, I have a, I started this new, article that's going to be a recurring article as well about um it's called the diversity profile so it aims to highlight minorities within the beer community and so you know of anyone in the beer community you know they don't have to be a brewer they don't have to be an owner they they might be the sales rep they might be the taproom manager maybe they're a hop farmer you know maybe they own another business that's industry related and the whole idea is to show Montana, that we have amazing, diverse, like amazing, diverse people in this community and they, you know, to try and bring them out and celebrate them for their hard work as well. That's, that's awesome. You're definitely seeing a lot, you know, I, I write for porch drinking. One of the things that I've really shifted my focus on besides Kentucky is just diversity in the industry, because I think most people think of when they think of brewers, they think of the owners and then the brewers and mostly that those are men and specifically white men, but there's also a lot of like minorities who work behind the scenes. I'm a taproom manager or sales rep. There's um, you know, you name it. Uh, they're, they're there. They're just not the face of the brewery. So it's always, yeah it's always important to look beyond the owners and brewers. So I love hearing that you do that. Yeah. Yeah. So that one's, that's been a cool addition to the magazine. That I really like. And then one of the things I want to ask you about Montana beer, because of one of Kate's articles she wrote was about your love, the state's love of Scotch ales. 
I find I had to have Kate send me that article because it was so not I don't want to say insane but like this so different like kind of tell people about what I'm talking about yeah so scotch ales are not a beer that you find very often like they're not they're not popular around around like the United States but also like I was over in Scotland and to find a scotch ale like they they they're like you mean the old men's beer like (laughs) you know they're not they're not a popular craft beer anymore um unless you visit Montana (laughs) so I'm not um I think part of it has maybe a little bit to do with cold smoke uh it's you know Kettle House is one of the bigger breweries and one of the older breweries in this state and they brewed a beer called cold smoke which is this kind of a smoky um scottish ale and and that became really really popular and so i think that probably has a lot to do with with it but you find them all over the place and they're all really good i don't know why people don't brew them more they're so delicious you know they're not you know, they're oftentimes a little more malty sweet than like a porter or a stout, but they're still got that dark malt build. Yeah. So they're, I mean, they're delicious, but it was funny actually, because so Great Falls hosts every year, well, almost every year, you know, pandemic aside, a brew fest. And they're the only brew fest in the state that is a uh, BJCP sanctioned event. So it's a, um, the brewing beer judging certification program sanctioned event that um so they bring in grandmasters from all over the country so I remember like two years ago I was talking with one of the grandmaster judges and he said the same thing he's like you have scotch ales here and he was like I was really surprised he was like I thought I was gonna hate judging this category but he's like I loved it they're great beers like you know so we're not just brewing old old beer we're brewing you know craft scotch ales which is pretty neat yeah Yeah. I mean just the list of breweries that brew a scotch ale and on a regular basis because sometimes you see them a lot but they're like a a summer not summer the opposite they're a winter beer and they're winter seasonal and just you know I see people in Montana like drinking them in the dead of the summer and just like you know, be, like, you know, like I have always have loggers in my fridge or like pilsners in my fridge, but you all just have yeah. cocktails and that's, it's so different, but that's so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Just how in Montana, one brewery made a beer and everyone fell in love with it. And it's kind of made this like cultural, not cultural, but just grew oh, yeah. in the beer scene. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I think I could right now list off at least six breweries that, that brew one year round. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. And they're all popular. I think there's maybe like one or two here in Kentucky. So um, besides your all's love for Scotch Ales, is there anything else about the Montana beer scene that people should know? Yeah. Um, it's put on your tourism an, hat. Whew, tourism hat. Um, try them all. They're all, they're all great. Um, it is, it is a community though, is, is what I have to say about our beer industry. You know, like, they're so open. They're so welcoming. They, it really truly is like a, a family kind of. So, you know, you go to these brew fests and you see all the sales reps, they're all friends. They all help each other. They all hang out. You know, they welcomed me with open arms. Like 
and they just they just love what they do and everyone works together the number of collaborations that happen between the breweries in the state is just it's amazing it's it, yeah i couldn't i couldn't ask for a better better brew community so and you see that in the tap rooms too you know you you walk in and oftentimes the owners or the brewers come out to say hi you know the tap room managers are always there trying to you know teach people about beer and educate people and expand people's horizons. And yeah, so it's a great community. So what, what's next for the publication? You just added four more pages. Is there any other like goals that you have or just to keep getting more advertisers and continue to grow? Is there any set in stone goals you're like? Yeah. Uh, I'm starting a brewery calendar for the state. Ooh. Yeah, so it's um, a way to raise money for nonprofits around the state. Uh, this, I'm, the 2022 calendar that I'm coming out with will actually raise money for the Yellowstone Wildlife Sanctuary. Um, you know, the goal right now is to raise about $5,000 for them. And then, you know, then the next year I'll pick another nonprofit. And so the idea is it's kind of a spoof on sexy calendars it's all like comedic stuff you know it's not you know these these owners and brewers and sales reps they all tap room managers they all have hilarious personalities and so I thought it would be a great way to show the public like hey these guys are like they brew serious beer but they're also pretty funny and they've got a sense of um they've got a sense of humor and so so that's that's my next project right now my next big one yeah so yeah hoping to continue that on yeah and then if are people able to get the the magazine outside of montana or is it just montana exclusive no i you know shipping doesn't really cost me much more to ship it around the united states it'll take a little longer to get to you but uh yeah um you're more than welcome to subscribe. I, you can visit montanacraftbeerconnection.com or you can email mcbc.editor at gmail.com and we can get a subscription started for you. I, I think you might be finding an email from me very soon. So <laughs> I love it. You have a lot of out of state subscribers? No, I think right now I have one or two people that were either from Montana or visit Montana a lot, that sort of thing. Yeah, but I'm hoping it'll grow just because it is one of the fewer state specific publications. And I think it'd be cool if people saw what was going on. Yeah, in our state. I, I'm going to bring it here to Kentucky and see what I can do. Um, and then my final question, I guess not final, again, with be, being able to find it, are they available in tap rooms in Montana or is this something you have to uh, subscribe on and online? Yeah, so I deliver to just over a hundred different locations. So every, every brewery in the entire state gets copies. Uh, you know, they only get so many copies. So if you're, if you're really worried about getting your issue, make sure you subscribe. But yeah, so every brewery gets copies. And then as well as I have a, oftentimes have a cider article that gets included. So I make sure that the cideries get copies and then also beer bars and bottle shops that's yeah that's awesome so yeah i I, i'll plug you know if you're in montana or want to check her out make sure you subscribe i like i said i i definitely think i will be here soon 
So we'll move on to the final. I do rapid fire and then just a couple questions. Very quick, nothing crazy, super easy. So we'll go ahead and get started. Six pack of 12 ounce cans or four pack of 16 ounce? Mm. 12 pack or the 12 ounce, six packs of the 12. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, If you're drinking straight from it, a bottle or a can? Bottle. New England or West Coast IPA? New England. Stout or Porter? Is there a difference? Yeah. It's like, I mean, like subtly, right? It's um, more like the ABV and then like the grain used. I believe. Yeah. I mean, probably stout, but so many, so many stouts get called porters and porters yeah. get called stouts. But probably if we're going true style stout. Uh, Gosa or Berliner Weiss? Berliner. Seltzer or cider? Cider. Cider. Do you prefer chocolate or vanilla in your beer? Or lactose? Depends on the beer. Depends on the style. It's not how you play the game. Sorry. Uh, uh, Chocolate? Uh, brewery cats or brewery dogs, but based on your mug, I think I know the answer to this. Yeah, brewery cats. <laughs> <laughs> she's just, she, people can't see. She's drinking out of a, a coffee mug that has uh, cat stuff on it. Uh, favorite beer city that you've been to? Probably. Probably Köln, Germany. Oh, okay. Just throwing that yeah. out there. That's, oh, I loved, I love my culture. That's the, you know, that's that's not very cool at all. So you've been to, you've been there. That's incredible. I've been on such a Kolsch kick lately. Is yeah. it how how incredible was it? It was so amazing. Oh my gosh, the the Kolsch culture is so cool. You don't like really order the beer. Yeah, it's like, like the little like, like tray thing. They come around yeah. and they have a tray and you have your coaster and they put yeah. one down and they do a little tally mark. And when it's empty, they pick it up and give you another one. And when you're done, you just take your coaster and you put it on top and they stop I, giving you beer. I was describing this to somebody the other day and they had no idea what it was. And I'm like, so I work for Highwire and they're going to, they're opening another tap room in Asheville and they're going to do, that's my phone. They're going to do a cold service there. So I was explaining to somebody what it was and I was like, it's so weird, but it's so cool. It's just like, yeah, so part of the Kolsch culture that I just find super fascinating. So that Cologne is on, you know, it's bucket list number one for beer trips. So, uh, yeah, I wish we could do that in Montana. Yeah. Oh, we, we have, uh, interesting laws where if you don't have your beer and wine license and you're just a brewery, you can only serve 48 ounces per person per day. So the Colm or the Kolsch tradition would be a little difficult here. I love the, the different liquor laws and beer laws in each state is always so very fascinating and that's spend days talking about. All right. Uh, favorite beer glass style. Mm, probably the tulip because it's most versatile <laughs> favorite hop variety been really into cashmere lately cashmere is a weird hop like yeah, it's, it's funky yeah i had a yeah. single hop 
IPA within it about a couple months ago. And I was like, cashmere's weird, but I like it. We've had, I've had two smash beers with cashmere in them in the last month. And I'm like, this is funky, but yeah, no, it's totally it's a weird. Cool. It's a weird taste that you're not used to with like, you know, your, 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 your four C's, your mosaic, your citrus, or your, you know, the, the Amarillo, like those. And it's like, yeah, this is really good. People should use cashmere more. Mm-hmm. We'll start, we'll get that going more cashmere. Um, <laughs> and then what's your go-to your beer right now? It can be a style. It can be a particular beer. Ooh. Summertime, I'm I'm into the pale ales. Pale I love ales. a good pale ale in the summer. I thought you were gonna be like Scotch ale. <laughs> I'm a seasonal drinker, hands down. I I am too, but I actually did have a nice porter last night, and it was like 90 degrees. But every now and then, all right. Oh, final yeah. two questions, and I'll get you out of here. If you could go on any beer vacation right now, where would it be and why? I'd love to go. Yeah. <laughs> These are the hard hitting questions they teach me in journalism school. Yeah, that's a hard one. Um, man. I'd probably go back to Europe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as far as beer. Any um, particular country, city, or just all of it? All of it. All of it. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got to travel and try all the different craft beers for two months over there, and I'd do it again in a heartbeat. There's always new ones popping up over yes, there, there and is. yeah, yeah. Germany think, or the Netherlands probably were the the coolest though. I'd probably go back you there. Could go to to Belgium at all? Yeah, Belgium. Oh my gosh, see, it's too hard to decide. No, I haven't done <laughs> it. Yeah, but I still got I still got my I still got time. I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Belgium for sure. I loved love those beers and last question if you could have one beer with anybody who would it be so you go to your local bar tap room sit at the bar and you can have one beer with somebody who would it be <laughs> uh again these hard-hitting questions yeah yeah oh my gosh um who do you want to share a cold snack with with i don't know um i've never actually thought about this uh man did you have someone that came to mind like right away did someone pop in no no oh, no uh can't leave the podcast to answer this question okay i'm thinking i'm thinking uh man i mean I mean, it's probably going to sound nerdy, but probably mathematician. <laughs> I mean, I love sitting. I mean, that's what we used to do in grad school. We'd go to the breweries and we'd talk math. So I'd love to go chat. Do you have a particular one? No. No? Is any mathematician? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, pick their brains. I'd love it. Duh. Who was somebody you looked up to in, in school? Um, who's I one mean, famous mathematician that you, nobody would know, but you, I mean, I think, I think Euclid would be pretty cool. Yeah. I have no idea that is. So you're right. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That is a very nerdy answer, but I'm, I'm here for the nerdy answers. Yeah. It would be, Euclid. it would be fun to like break down, you know, essentially there's a lot of math that goes into beer. So 
Um, so there was this old, I forget which country what it was in or what they called the book. But so there was this cafe, this like, I think it was coffee and beer, but it was way back in the day. And the mathematicians and like physicists used to go there and drink beer and they would write out their like ideas and stuff on the tables. And so like these tables and papers were just covered in mathematicians notes while drinking beer so where'd you say this was I don't remember off the top of my head yeah gosh I I'll wish do, I could I'll do some googling after this see if I can figure it out yeah yeah it was pretty I mean it, yeah it was this old old little cafe beer shop and yeah no hey I love that answer it's sometimes I've gotten a lot of repeats on yours I like to get a new one so um a mathematician that's a first though but I like first yay <laughs> well Sarah thank you so much for hopping on here I know we kind of did this last minute but I really appreciate it and uh I hope to make out to Montana soon and um see what all these scotch ales are about yeah heck yeah let me know if you do all right you have a, a great rest of your Monday and a great week you too thanks